You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hello, Murph. Well, hey there, AP. Um, Listeners, this is a special treat. We're actually face-to-face podcasting together. Yeah, we're so excited to be together. And I apologize in advance if you hear any dog sounds in the background. My dog, Bart, is here with us today. Yes, um, he's currently snacking on some peanut butter in a Kong. So let's hope that (laughs) it continues. But anyway, here we are together. And okay, last episode, I told you a little bit of story about the plum crazy and about the plum trees on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail. Yeah. Well, I have an update for you. Thank God, because I've been holding my breath for a week now. Yeah. Well, it's not a good update, though. So Dana and Steve went to be plum crazy and pick the plums so they could make their plum crazy jam, and somebody beat them to it. Oh. We we should not have talked about it publicly. If there's a listener... (laughs) on this episode that heard the story and got on their bike and went and got all the plums. I'm so sad. (laughs) Well, don't, first of all, don't tell Dana and Steve, you can tell us, but don't tell them because it's our secret now. Yeah. Yeah. And he did say there were some that were not like he, he'd have to bring his ladder in and put on his special clothes. So he would go through the weeds. So there are still some plums there, but um, I don't think you and I are going to get some plum crazy this oh, fall. I'm just heartbroken. <laughs> uh, okay. So now let's talk bikes for a second. Okay. Some other bikes. Yep. Not, I mean, that was on a bike trail, so that yep. is also yep. bikes, but, okay. um, fall ride <gasps> registration is open. Like seriously, you guys, um, if you're listening to this right after we post it, it is almost September, 2023. That's right. Yes. And the great Iowa fall ride is September 16th. So it's yeah. right around the corner. Are you going? I, I, you bet your <laughs> bottom dollar I'm going. And I think someone else we know might be going as well. Well, I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's fun about that is it happens on a Saturday. It's going to be amazing. I think you'll probably tell us a little bit about it. But the very next day, I leave for South Dakota so that I can bike the Mickelson Trail. Yeah. You're which, just, that's awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. You so. have a stacked September. I do. I have a, yeah, I do have a stacked yeah, I yeah, do. But all this biking. Yeah. Anyway, so tell us about the fall ride. So the fall ride is a little different this year in that we start at the Ragbri office at Ooh. 501 Scott Avenue. Okay. It's all online. You can find it at the Ragbri website. Um, but we start at the Ragbri office and then we'll ride to coming Iowa and then we'll ride back to the Ragbri office. So okay. we're kind of flipped it around this yeah. year where we started it. We start at the start. Well, you know, you, sure. it's all kind of different, but yeah, it works really nicely. We have a, a special parking arranged. And then when we go back, when we start from the office, we're going to have breakfast for you as a part of your registration. Ooh. And then when you get back, we'll also have either lunch or dinner, depending on when you get there. We'll, sure. We'll call it what you'll call it. Sure. But it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be um, tacos by 99 counties who you may remember from the ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll have another sneak preview on that. So I won't get into it too much. Right. But, um, yeah, it's going to be really cool and we're going to have all sorts of refreshments along the way. And I mean, it's just going to be a good time. September is an awesome time to ride your bike in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was just talking earlier to somebody like September in Iowa is awesome because it's going to be, it'll either be 90 degrees Mm -hmm. or 50 degrees (laughs) or somewhere in between, but I can, 
well, no, I can't guarantee you, but I would guess there's going to be some like beautiful fall foliage and it will just be a beautiful day. It was funny because we were, now don't make fun of us. We were trying to plan our outfits and I'm like, well, could you wear long sleeves? And you're like, I like how you think it might be cold enough to wear long sleeves by then, but you never know. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you join us. Uh, You can find more information about it on, uh, the ragbride.com website or on Facebook and Instagram, we have a great Iowa fall ride page. Yes. And I am currently registered. So listeners, you will see me there as well as AP. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Along the same lines with ragbri, Mm -hmm. um, what's like, what's going on now? I know we talked about the whole lost and found thing and I assume you guys are going through inventory so that you can get the, online store back open, but I know there's something else that you want to share. That's right. So for Rag Bright, this time of year means we turn the page. My calendar year for 2024 has just begun. Wow. I know. So I, this is the three months of the year where I never remember which date to write on my checks. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I don't write checks anymore, but you know, yeah. when you have to date stuff, I yeah. put, is it 2020? I have to scribble out the four and put a three over the top <laughs> of it. Anyway, we have begun working on the Rag Bright logo for 51. Ooh. Yeah, so I can say no more, but okay. it's in the works. You don't want to give us a hint? It's cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not cute. I mean, it looks really good. Is there a date set when you will reveal? I don't know if we've officially set the date, but it's traditionally around Halloween. It's the oh, end nice. of October usually. Okay. So get through the fall ride and then look forward to the logo. Okay, I am definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a um, cooler... 2024 rag bribe yeah, but i know yeah. that we can't control that well so. if Ben's working on it I, he <laughs> promised so okay awesome yeah. awesome okay so i know it's not may 16th we're nowhere near may 16th but do you know what may 16th is uh delightful spring day possibly but more importantly it's national unicycle day i wasn't gonna pretend like i knew that <laughs> And that's a segue into today's episode. So you may or may not have seen two young men, one's 13, one's 16. They rode their bikes all the way across Iowa on their unicycles. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, and there was a a couple other guys that did as well. But um, Alex and Chester are on this episode to talk about their experience of riding their unicycles across Iowa with the hills and the headwinds and the heat, all of the things. It's, it's an awesome episode. I mean, imagine, I mean, you haven't had a hard enough time on a traditional bicycle. Yeah, I know. I mean, all the respect to those kids. Yeah. So I thought we would take, let's take make a couple minutes and some fun facts about unicycles. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple of them queued up here just okay. by chance. I will say my first fun fact is I've never been on a unicycle, nor do I think I'm capable oh. Of being on a unicycle. How about you? I have ridden a unicycle. <gasps> what? Yeah, but it's very difficult though. Yeah. So I've only done a couple pedals. Okay. Uh, and falling on a unicycle is not fun. <laughs> so I have given up my unicycle career. <laughs> okay. What other fun facts do you have? Um, okay. So the original patent for the unicycle was filed way back in 1869 Whoa. by inventor Frederick Myers. And he called the single wheeled contraption a velocipede. Ah, I did read that somewhere that it was not called a unicycle until many, many, many years later. Well, you know who needs to define it when there's not that many kinds of bikes out there, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, okay. Something else that's cool. There is a huge, 
I don't want to call it underground because it's not underground, but there's a huge unicycle community that so much so that they actually have multiple conferences a year. Oh my gosh. One of them's called Unicon. Oh. Which I would love to go there. Like, do you think everyone's just unicycling around like to all the different booths? <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and then there's also one in, um, I'm assuming in Europe, called the Eurocycle. Oh, so those well, are the biggest. Amazing. Well, yeah. look at them. I love that. So the Unicross All-Terrain World Championship is the best of the best as far as unicycle races go. I mean, and any unicycle race would be a treat for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. So in the All-Terrain, as indicated by the name, they race across All-Terrain Obstacle Course at the International Cycle Cross Championship. Okay, I can't imagine cycle crossing on two wheels, much less on a unicycle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going over obstacles or just balancing and having that feeling of racing it's all about the balance Murph <sighs> I know okay yeah. speaking of balance I'll, I'll do one more you do one more okay um in 2003 there was a world record of the most consecutive unicycle back flips on a trampoline <laughs> yeah that's incredible some guy from Canada won like how did you even think of that I mean that's well I think there's a strong history between unicycling and the circus so sure. I think, okay. you know, they're kind okay. of, the, all those elements, it's like somebody dumped them all in a pot and stirred it together. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So my fan, my last fun fact is okay. that the most teacups caught on your head while on a unicycle was Mr. Rudy Horn, a juggler extraordinaire in 1951. So look, how many did he do? That record has stood for a long time. Yeah. He caught six teacups and saucers on his head. Oh, I, I can't even understand that because- uh, yeah, I can't well, even. I need to see a video. You almost of that. think it'd be easier to go saucer, 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 <laughs> cup, 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 cup. Yeah, but no. In fact, he went. All, he alternated. So, but to top it all off, he flicked up a teaspoon with a sugar cube in it and caught them both in the teacup atop his head. I. This is mind blowing. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So I don't think Alex and Chester have made it to that point just yet. <laughs> I think your trick is riding ragbri. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But as I said, they're 13 and 16. They are brothers. They rode every single mile on Ragbri. They have great stories. They were so they were overwhelmed with how cool and friendly people were. It was it was pretty darn cool. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. And once you're done listening to this episode, be sure to check out their YouTube channel from Alex called The World of Unicycles. Yeah, he is really, really excited about his YouTube channel. And he's already gained a lot of listeners or a lot of what would you call that? A lot of viewers just since Ragbri is over. And um, we want to kind of kick that up for well, him. Well, yeah, now I have to share some of his videos. That's awesome. Yeah. And one of the videos was really cool. It's when he and his entire family pedaled the Katie Trail. And oh. him and his brother did it on unicycles. <laughs> and he said it was like in the spring, so it was freezing cold. So, wow. That's awesome. Let's listen to the episode. All right. Here we go. Well, a big welcome to Alex and Chester Hank. How are you guys doing? Awesome. We are doing awesome. How about you? Really good. And so listeners out there in Just Go Bike podcast world might not know the name Alex and Chester, but most of you are probably going to know who they are once we start talking about how their Ragbri experience was. So are you guys ready to tell the world? Yes, oh, definitely. Okay, so, um, and actually, Andrea and I talked about it in our intro. You guys chose to ride unicycles across the state of Iowa, and I 
I got to see you almost every day uh, cruising really? along on your unicycles, which was really fun to see. And everyone was so friendly to you. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to have you on the podcast to kind of tell us your version. Mm -hmm. So before we start talking about unicycles, will you tell the listeners where you're both from and yes. maybe like how old each of you are? I'm Alex and I'm 16 from Carbondale, Illinois. I'm Chester and I'm 13 and I'm also from Carbondale. And are you guys brothers? Yes. Ah, yes. okay, okay. So at some point in your lives, you're now 13 and 16. At some point mm -hmm. in your lives, you decided that two wheels was too many. And so you started riding unicycles. How did that happen? So I was, it was a, it was a summer day and I was trying to find something to do. And I found a unicycle and decided to learn how to ride it. And I, I got, I got better. I used, um, I pushed off a dumpster and tried to just see how many pedal rotations I can get until I got the hang of it. But the unicycle broke, mm. um, after Chester learned and yeah, we threw it away. I then got a unicycle for my birthday, um, a couple of years later. And that's really when it started to unfold the I guess niche, yeah. The niche of cycles. How about you, Chester? Yeah, I I learned just because Alex learned, and I used a mailbox and a curb, and I was the reason that it broke because I was riding it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before the unicycle, before finding it, do both of you ride bikes like normal, like two wheel bikes? Yeah. Yes. And obviously, you enjoy it because. For some reason, you decided to pedal across Iowa. Yes. Well, there's a guy on YouTube. His name's Ed Pratt, and he's uni unicycled across the whole world. Oh, wow. So that was, that was a big motivation for Ag Ride. It took him about three years. It was about 23,000 miles. Wow. Was, and was he yes. self-contained, like he had his gear on his yep, unicycle? Yep. 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 Oh, Wow. So, okay, I, I'm assuming you're now pros or semi-pros as far as the art of unicycling, but mm -hmm. how does it work? Like, I don't understand how you can get on one wheel, balance, also exert enough energy to, like, go up hills or to go down mm -hmm. hills, because I think it's a fixed gear, right? Yeah, it's yes. some do have gears, but they're really, really expensive. There was one guy, his name was Kyle. He had a fixed, uh, a geared hub, so he could go really fast. This was at Rag Rai. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. I have a photo of him balancing his unicycle on his chin at the end oh. of the week. So, And I think, actually, as I was taking a photograph of him, somebody was yelling, Way to go, Alex! And he <laughs> said, I'm not Alex. So that somebody was giving you guys a shout out as well. So yeah. uh, back to like, how do unicycles work? Like, what's your opinion on how they work? Uh, you use forward momentum mostly, and you have to just keep leaning forward to just keep it moving. If you lean back, it's going to come out in front of you. And well, when you start, you don't um, focus on free mounting. Obviously that comes a little later. 
it does take practice, especially with the bigger wheel, just getting the free mount down. We do have a brake, so that can help on downhills, but I, I don't use it much because Alex crashed because he hit his brake too hard. And and where is the like where's the brake located? How do you use it? Like right next to our handle. It's yeah, there's a big oh. a long coming out of the front and it's just right under the seat, the brake lever. And I saw uh one of you, I saw you actually jumping on and off the unicycle and it's kind of like you use that handle off the back to kind of just jump on it and start pedaling right away. Is that the best way to describe it? The the bar on the back, it's actually, it's for a pannier. It has, I mean, it was completely unnecessary for Ragbri. I mean, maybe the balance, but like it's, you use it for a pannier. Oh, so sometimes do you do have bags on there? We did, we did one, but it was really hard to get on because it was just so heavy. The, the counterweight was just way off. Oh, sure. Yeah. And um, when I mentioned that they're fixed gear, that means that you you can't ever stop pedaling. Is that right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. So then what happens when you're going down those steep hills? Those are you have to you have warm. to be you have to be super careful, especially with the the faster bikers. You have to get to the side. You have to lean back like crazy, um, holding the brake. I'm like you. But um um, you just really have to work against the pedals. It's actually easier going uphill than going down. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we would pass everybody, actually, is when we would go uphills. Well, I guess you don't have an, a, an option to downshift, so you just have your yeah. your momentum yes. of your one speed, and you just have to barrel through, right? Yeah, yes. It's almost like a treadmill, sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so if you... If your feet stop on a treadmill, you most likely will fall yeah, over yeah. crash. Okay. So same sort of thing. So give us an example of, you know, the, some of those 80-mile days. Well, A, they were really, really hot. There were lots of hills. There was wind. Was your mm -hmm. experience, do you think, different than people on two wheels? I would say, uh, yeah, not really. You have to really be careful. Don't push yourself too hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I maintained, I tried maintaining a 10 mile per hour speed, but frequent stops, if it's like high heat, what day was that? I don't, I don't remember. It was, it was like high 90s and mm -hmm. we stopped frequently for hydration. I would say just take it slow, but I, I wouldn't say it's too much different. I'm sure bikers would do the same. And did you have water on your bike, or did somebody else carry it for you? No, our our mom and dad were on a tandem, and they were pulling a trailer, and that had all our water in it. Ah. I was carrying a backpack with, like, camera gear and water. Yeah, Al so. Alex did carry water, but I didn't. Okay, because I'm guessing, can you move around your upper body while you're pedaling? Yeah, a little. Okay. I mean, you... You can shift your torso if you just want to, I guess I could call it chill mode, is when you stand straight up, you don't, you can't go as fast. But when you're leaning forward, it's another position. It makes you 
forward momentum makes you go faster. Ah, okay. Okay. Because definitely when I'm on a long bike ride, I'm moving around, you know, I'm either coasting or standing up a little bit or moving my arms or hands or, you know, you certainly don't want your, your rear end in the same saddle position for all that time. So, okay. So it's pretty similar as far as you're just, you're just making it more challenging with one wheel. You can't, you can't really look back behind you. Uh, I found that pretty tricky sometimes. Ah. And you said you, you rode with your parents Yes. and they were on a tandem? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we had our, our parents, they were on a tandem pulling a, a, uh, a trailer with our youngest sister and we had our aunt pulling a pull behind bike. It's like a, it's a half bike. You don't have to pedal to go. Mm-hmm. So what she was pulling behind for a, for a littler child. Like one sure. of our, two of our siblings would switch off from a normal bike to that extension on our aunt's bike. Got it. Then, I... And then we would have one sibling that he was, he was just riding his own bike the whole time. Okay. So, there was nine of us. Oh, wow. So she is the super aunt. Say that again? She is the super aunt. She does <laughs> everything excellent. Wait, are you saying she's the favorite aunt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully none of your other aunts are listening to this podcast. Or you only have one aunt. They're they're all they're all the best. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so how did you go about training for Regbri, which, you know, we all know was about 500 miles of pedaling. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I did, I trained 250 miles starting in like the beginning of July. Uh, I did it every day, mostly every day. I tried to do at least 10 or 15 miles, mm-hmm. um, consistently and, how about you? I, I didn't really train much, but in March we all we went on a ride in Missouri on the Katy Trail. We went 170 miles in four and a half days, something like that. Yes, beginning of March. So that was yes. pretty much my only training. And were you on a regular bicycle or a unicycle for that? No, all on a unicycle. Oh. And the Katy Trail, for those that don't know, that's a rail trail that's been turned into a bike trail. So it's kind of like limestone, um, and parts of it are just kind of a grind. It's just a Mm -hmm. long, gradual uphill. Yes, and it was, I mean, you can make a whole uh, conversation out of this. There was, it was the beginning of March, so everything was closed, and it was like 30, 30, five degrees or something yeah it was really it was really really cold and so no one was out everything was closed and so that made it definitely tricky but i did the entire katie trail last fall and it was also really really cold and also a lot of the businesses were closed so i know exactly what uh you went through and we camped so some of those nights were really cold yes we camped we camped too yeah yeah Um, but you probably had the scenery was probably better for you. With, yeah. Like the, but you're right. Just winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so back to Ragbri, was it what you expected? Sort of. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect my first time, but I mean, if you have 
the chance, go for it. I mean, it is, and we would watch YouTube videos about it, and I I thought it was pretty similar, but in my opinion, it was better than the videos. Oh, nice. It was, it was way better than the videos. <laughs> well, tell us something, like some memorable moments. I have memorable moments of seeing you guys pedaling, but what are some of your memorable moments? Definitely Friday night, the uh, whole storm. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was probably one of the top moments. Yeah. I met Ryan Van Duzer a couple times. That was amazing. That was really cool. If you don't know who he is, he's a YouTuber. He has about 150,000 subscribers. He uh, bike packs everywhere in the world. But, um, yeah, the people, the people here, they, they just made the whole the whole ragbri experience yeah. yeah it was it would give us so many comments it was amazing one day i i tried counting them and i got over 500 comments really yeah oh and my that, gosh was, that is so cool that, that was day two so later in the week they wouldn't comment as much because they would probably already have seen us so the first few days were were where all the comments would flood in well, and probably by the end of the week, everyone was so hot, they couldn't, like, focus yeah. on making sentences at that point. The comments would usually die down, like, later day, because everyone's just grinding through the miles, <laughs> wanting, to get, wanting to get it done. Right. So, okay, when you think back with from Ragbri, you know, you're on your bike most of the day, but I'm guessing you may have stopped for food, snacks, all the stuff. Did you have any, like... Oh my gosh, I've never eaten this on the side of the road on my bike. Yeah, I've never had better pizza than Dangbro's pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially like when you're sweaty and hot. Oh man, that's the best pizza. And yeah. for those uh, and for those who didn't see Dang Brothers Pizza, they literally have a fire truck that they turned into a pizza oven and they make wow. it right there. So it's so cool. Yes, there was a, uh, what was that, day two or three, we had a breakfast burrito, which, oh man, it was, yeah. it was the best. But I mean, everything just tasted so good because we were always really hungry. Yeah, that's a real thing. I think, uh, you know, people that hike call it hiker hunger, and then people who bike mm. long distances call it biker hunger, where you just get to the point where you're burning through so many calories, you're like, I'll, I'll eat anything. There was... I can't remember the name of the smoothie place, but it was like, it was everywhere and they were so delicious, so refreshing. Uh, and you had the option to get it like every single town you go through. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I know my favorite smoothie place was called Smoothie Revolution. And uh, you could pick uh, if you put protein in it or not, or banana in it or not. And oh my gosh, uh -huh. I, I'm like you. Every time I saw that stand, I had to have one. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Porkchop was pretty good. It wasn't quite as I was expecting. They need barbecue sauce. It would make it 10 times better. <laughs> it, it was so delicious. <laughs> Can you imagine if next year, because they heard you say that on the podcast, they now offer barbecue sauce? Please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me what you thought of, like, 
the super, super, I mean, you're, you live in Illinois, so you already know what it's like to be hot and humid and surrounded by cornfields, but tell us how you felt about the heat. The heat was, you just had to try to do as much as you could in the beginning of the day so that you didn't have to do as much in the heat, but we, we all got really sunburned. That was definitely one of the biggest problems for us. Day six was probably the hottest out of all of the days. Mm-hmm. It was it was near the end where you had to stop every time there was water on the side. Yeah. I mean, it was free water was always our favorite thing. Yes. Yeah, there were lots of opportunities. And I think one of my favorite things about Ragbri might have been on day five, where as mm-hmm. you were coming into the towns, a lot of the homeowners would have their hoses or sprinklers yep. or squirt guns. And Oof. it was amazing to pedal through that. Those were awesome, especially with the massive fire hydrants. Yes. Just sprouting water. It was just the amazing. Des Moines World Record Day. They had a bunch of those fire hydrants. Yeah, it was just like squirting water. And uh, mm-hmm. what was nice, too, and I don't know if it was intentional, but you could kind of choose to pedal through the water or go yeah. around it, which yeah. I chose to go through it every time. I was like, I don't care. It's either it's a nice mist or you're going to get completely soaked. <laughs> right. So one time one guy had a water gun and he completely emptied on it on me on all my torso. It was insane. I was soaking. <laughs> Uh, and were you guys camping or were you in homestays? Oh, we were always camping. We were camping, yes. So, so on uh, day six, we did stay inside the school. That was the only time we didn't camp. For, it was because of the tornado. Yeah. Oh, because of the storm, yeah. And did the, did that school have air conditioning? Yep. Yes. Oh, so you had you got a little bit of a break from the heat to do that. I don't know what I would choose is sleeping on a basketball court with air conditioning or uh, a lawn with heat. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a tough decision there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what about, like, the hills and the headwinds? Like, it's a whole okay. different experience on a unicycle. So I heard rumors that Iowa is flat and you're going to get the tail end. That was not the case. Uh, every day you would almost, you would get a lot of headwind, which was super tough to, I mean, it, it's like a normal bike. I think put going into the wind definitely pushes you back. But for us, side winds are worse than oh, yeah. on bikes. Oh, but yeah, the hills going down um, and going up, consistently is extremely tiring and just seeing that we did that was just crazy the the wind wasn't as bad for me i didn't really pay attention to it much and it just wasn't there was a point where you just had to put your head down and just pedal right through just go yeah just go for it yep and tell us what you like how did you feel when you started to you know get to the end and saw the Mississippi River and knew that you were going to be done. It was day seven. We were still like 20 miles out. And I started here. You're almost there. That was super motivating. But I 
did know that I still had a while. Yeah, when but, people when people say you're almost there, like five miles, you really it's like twenty. So it's like way more than they say. I did a century ride one time, which is a hundred miles, and there were people cheering. You know, as you get towards the end. And they were like, you're almost there, one more hill. And mm-hmm. we literally had three more miles to go. And when you think you have one more hill to go, but really you have three more miles, I completely agree with you. Like three miles was a long, it was a long three miles because in my head, I thought I was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, crossing the finish line and dipping your tire in the, was it Missouri, Mississippi? Mississippi. It was, it's, was, it's such a memory. Like the last 10 miles, I was trying to go as fast as I could. But it was like the last, it was the last five miles. It just felt like it was crawling by super slow. And were you able to get to the river with the whole family or at least with you two together? I, I was the last one there and they were waiting for me. Oh, cool. So I didn't see the group. I mean, we rode together in the starting town of day seven, but I just went on ahead and didn't see them until the finish line. I was like 45 minutes ahead. So, yeah, I, I don't know how that happened, but. <laughs> you know, Now that you've finished Ragbri, especially like as a whole family, which is so cool. Yes. Do you think that you would advise somebody else to try it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's awesome. You just have to go for it. I mean, it doesn't matter if you train for seven months or just a couple weeks. You just have to do it. It's it'll be so worth it, even if you just if even if you just do it a day. It's 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 awesome. That was the most asked question if we were doing the whole thing. Well, yes, we got that hundreds of times. <laughs> well, wait, did you do the whole thing? Yes. Of course. Yep. That is so awesome. And were your siblings able to complete the week too? Yes, all yes. all of us did it. That's crazy. Yes, in a good way. That's crazy in a good way. <laughs> it's just crazy we did it on unicycles. It's yeah, I I had no faith that we would be able to finish because we couldn't even do the whole Katy Trail, and that's half of what Ragbri is. Yeah, that just gave me barely any hope for Ragbri. Just one mile at a time. You yeah. You don't have to go fast. And the nice thing about Ragbri is there's so many other people to kind of people watch, and there's so many opportunities to stop and take a break. So sometimes, you know, the miles click away without you even realizing it. And I found out that, like, interacting with people, it made the miles um, – go by faster i had a i was in a conversation with a one of the air force guys i rode with him for like 15 miles hmm. and it just it went by so fast which when you're not interacting and you're just by yourself it, it crawls yeah it crawls. well and your in your mind starts to think oh my gosh what am i doing or why am i doing this yeah. yes but when you have somebody with you like you know that air force guy you can start chatting about whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody wants to kind of see some of your story or some of your photos, do either of you have a social media account you want to share? I have a YouTube channel. It's called World of Unicycles. 
and I have Instagram, which it's also World of Unicycles, um, and Facebook, which is just my name, Alex Hink, H-Y-I-N-K. Okay. And I'll put uh, links to those in our show notes. Um, okay. So the big question, do you guys think you'll you'll keep on riding unicycles? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we ride them around town all the time. That is awesome. And any yeah. chance you'll upgrade to like a geared unicycle? Eventually, yes. Hopefully. And how about or, how about Ragbri? Do you think you'll do Ragbri again? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, anything else that you wanted to share with listeners that maybe I didn't ask? If you want to ride unicycles, go for it. Don't say, just do. It does. It doesn't matter how old you are. It really doesn't. It just takes. It takes practice, but consistent practice gets you, I guess, across Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) I think, okay, so when I'm riding a bike for a long distance, you know, sometimes I get into a groove where I'm just thinking about other things, trying to solve the world problems. I'm not really focusing on my feet moving around on the bike. So do you guys have to really stay focused the whole time you're pedaling, or can you kind of start thinking about other things as well? Not, not really. I mean, we've practiced so much that we just don't really have to focus about balance and if, our if feet. You, you have to pay attention to where, like if you hit a, if you hit a bump, then you're going to definitely crash, but yeah. you need to um, definitely, definitely avoid as many bumps as possible. That's what... I pay attention to the most, but I've gotten to the point where I can have a, a nice, steady conversation with somebody mm-hmm. while riding. Well, both Alex and Chester, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and kind of sharing your story. And it was, I loved seeing you guys every day uh, out there just pedaling your hearts out just like the rest of us. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!